Welcome to the Mouse Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Jennifer. Hello. Juliana. Hi. And Lori, that's me. Disney Cruise Line released some big promotions recently, and we are seeing a lot of first-time cruisers diving in. So today, we are giving you all tips you need for your first sailing on the Disney Cruise Line. But of course, first we have to talk about a mouse, 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 I can't, I can't speak. It's gone. Mouse cocktail. I can't. Somebody do it. Mouse cocktail. Thank you. <laughs> so, mouse cocktails. The Cove Bar is the bar at the Quiet Pool on the Wish, and they serve the most refreshing cocktails uh, called Pop Spritz. There are four different options and they were all delicious. My favorite one is the cucumber honeydew. Uh, so get this, it's cu- it's a cucumber honeydew popsicle, but it's junk, d- junked, dunked, <laughs> dunked in a gin and tonic made with Irvine's American dry gin and fever tree Mediterranean tonic, which apparently is seasoned with herbs from the Mediterranean, including lemon and thyme from Provence. It was so delicious and refreshing, and I must have had like 12 of them. I was going to say, I did the strawberry basil one. That, that one was, was good, too. Good. That one was vodka-based. Um, yeah. These and were the best, was- too, the strawberry basil and the um, the honeydew cucumber. There was another one that was made with champagne, I think, and then there was one that was made with a Truly. Yeah. It was black cherry or something. And I just don't care for either of those spirits, especially. So I preferred the ones with gin and tonic. I think and I had the, the same one too. I, yeah. Like I, like Jen said, it's lovely. Keep drinking them. Yeah. Well, I mean, the loveliest thing about it is that you're sitting out by the pool in the sun and it's refreshing and cold and you have to drink it fast. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll melt all over you. And cause That's the un- Yeah. That's actually the unfortunate part is that it popsicle melts so fast, but because you do feel like you need to eat the popsicle fast. But the good news is it melts into your drink and flavors the beverage. And it's, so good. it's just so yummy. I will say they were having problems when we were first on. I hope they fixed it where they were leaving the wrappers on, on the, the sticks. sticks. And we would see the plastic that you could peel <laughs> off. I hope they figured that out. Well, they're mm, listening yeah. now. So please figure that out right. and take yeah, off. The and the other the other problem that they were having is that they were running out of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because were we were so drinking good. them a lot. But definitely go check it out because it is delicious. So there, there's your first mask tip for for first time sailors on the wish is check out our mask cocktail. It was delicious. Yes. Okay, so if you have never cruised before. Um, and you're planning to board your first Disney cruise or thinking about planning a Disney cruise first, go back and listen to last week's episode where we talk about how to choose the best Disney cruise for you, because that will be helpful. And it'll probably also make you realize um, that you need us. So 
<laughs> There's a bunch of things that you need to know, though. Once you've booked and you've chosen that perfect cruise, um, there's a bunch of things you might want to know to make your experience great on your first Disney cruise. So before you go, the biggest piece of advice, what would you say, guys? Book early. Oh, I thought we were going to do that together. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Book early. Ready? <laughs> One, two, three. Book, Book early. early. No, that didn't. No, it's lame. All right. No, but it's true. So I'm when you are starting to think about cruising, definitely book early pricing as we'll say this like so much. Um, if you have the luxury of time, pricing is always lowest when cruises are first released. Um, and you'll have more stateroom choices if that's important to you. A lot of people really have specific locations on the ship where they'd like to be specific categories, especially um, book early, just book early. Um Speaking of staterooms, yes, I think get you advice. Get, yeah, get advice, but don't crowdsource. No, right? no. no, too many talk, people. Talk to people who have actually been on the ship, and there are a lot of factors that are coming going to come into play. There are four different cruise categories. There are inside staterooms, there are ocean view staterooms, there are ocean view staterooms with veranda, and then there's concierge level. And so, and all of those are going to give you different pros and cons when it comes to price, when it comes to location, when it comes to amenities. And you're really going to want to know what is right, not just for your budget, but for, like Juliana was saying, where on the sh ship you want to be. A lot of people have really strong feelings about being midship in, in you know, that's right. That's something that you're going to want to consider. So book right. early, book with an expert, and then you can talk about all of these right. additions. But in addition to, oh, I said addition to, in addition to what Jen was just saying about the different categories, within those categories, there are many, many subcategories yeah. as well, and pricing yeah. varies and changes. Um, and, you know, just to give a couple of examples, for some reason, for some reason, for some people, it's really important to be closer to the kids clubs for me. Heck no. Right. I want someone to tell me which rooms are far away from those. Um, I also find it um, important not to be on for me. And I might here's some free advice. I don't like to be on the deck just below the pools. I don't want to hear lounge chairs moving if I don't have to. Things like that. So just there's a bunch of things to consider. So talk to some experts. They'll find out what's important to you and then help you pick a stateroom that reflects that those feelings. And I would say yeah. like, a big part of the stateroom too is the pricing. So, you yeah. know, like we said, if you want center, the price is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit higher if you want midship, if you want that desired location, because a lot of people are going to want midship in terms of not feeling the movement in the back or the front of hitting the waves. Um, you know, there are, you know, you can get expert advice from us in which if your main goal is to save as much money as possible, there's guaranteed staterooms in which you pretty much say, I don't care where I want to be. Just put me somewhere. And they will right. five days right. before. Right. That's why it is important to, to talk to someone who listens to what is important to you. Because just like you said, it might be price. It might be convenience. So, yeah. All right. What else? Yeah. What else we got? So there are addition, additional things that you need to think about when booking a cruise as well. And this is stuff that you need to know kind of right when you're booking. Um, you can add some of it later, but you should at least have a general idea of what you're looking at. 
you can add ground transfers um, to there. Even when you're not in Walt Disney World, they do do some do do some ground. I did it. Some ground transfers um, for Miami. Juliana still laughing. You can't hear, her, but it's happening. Um, prepaid gratuities um, can be added as well. Travel protection, which is very important for some people for cruises. Um, and then you also want to choose your dining seating. Um, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. I would say, honestly, out of those four things, that's the most important one to me when I go to book the cruise right away is picking the dining seating, whether I want main or second. Um, and we'll go into that further in a dining episode. But um, the other three I can kind of add later that dining seating does book up. 100%. It does. You can get on a wait list and... I've, um, I've, I've always had my wait list requests go through, but that's not always the case, but we'll talk about it more specifically. Yeah. We're going to talk all about Disney cruise dining, but for some people, this is very important. And in that, in that case, that is something, if it matters to you, you've got to do it right away when you book. But all of these conversations are conversations that you should have before you go and book the cruise. So you're right. booking it early. You're deciding which cruise you want based on last week's podcast episode. You're getting your expert advice and having your travel agent book the, the stateroom that you want that fits your needs and your budget. And then you're also deciding on these other things. So um, the other one that's really important that comes up a lot is you need to make sure you know what travel documents are required and if there are any testing or vaccination requirements. So um, travel documents are really, really tricky. We always re recommend that guests have passports, um, although they're not always required, even for those cruises that go to non-U.S. ports. Uh, we always recommend them because you just never know what's going to happen. And if you do not have a, your passport with you, then you could run into problems. Um, so make sure you have your passport. Make sure everybody has your passport. Make sure that passport does not expire within six months of your, of your arrival date on your cruise. And then with testing and vaccination requirements, the great news in the last couple of weeks is that Disney Cruise Line has gotten rid of all of their testing and vaccination requirements. So you no longer have to present a proof of vaccination and you no longer have to test for COVID prior to um, uh, embarkation, regardless of your vaccination status. So that's something that's, that's changed a little bit. We have not heard whether that is changing for Mediterranean-based cruises, but definitely all cruises sailing out of U.S. ports have gotten rid of um, all of their testing and vaccination requirements as of the airing of this podcast. So that's exciting. And that's a, an important piece of, of, of information, too, is as of the airing of this podcast, so I don't expect that to change back, right? So that's good. But all things like travel documents and stuff like that, it is it behooves you to be very familiar with these policies. Jen mentioned making sure your passport doesn't expire within six months of, of the travel date. That is a rule that changes apparently from time to time. So um, just check the government websites from where you're coming from and where you're going just to be sure that you have everything that you need. And okay. another great reason to book with a travel agent because travel agents are always up on the most recent and up-to-date requirements. So that way you have one more person to rely on for that information. But right. anyway, next piece of advice. 
Next one is arrive at your port city at least one day prior to sailing. I don't even give this as an option to show up day of to anyone. Um, flights have been a mess. They've gotten better. There's weather. I don't care where you're coming from. There's weather. Um, so you do not want to be, I don't care if you take the first morning flight out and you're looking at the ship going, it doesn't leave till 4 PM. I don't care. Book the day before the day before gives you a little bit of grace period. It gives you some time where if you have flight cancellations, flight delays that you can get in because that ship will not wait for you. It won't. And that's a, that's a pretty penny that you're dropping to take on a cruise that's going to leave without you because your flight didn't get there on time. So right, whether you're traveling in the summer or the dead of winter, that really doesn't matter. These days with flights being canceled left and right or delays, you really just don't want to have that added level of stress. So you definitely, when you're choosing your cruise and picking your dates, you definitely want to factor that in. You're going to want to arrive at least a day prior to your departure date on your cruise. And that way you're giving yourself a little buffer and you're not dying of stress. Yes. <laughs> and and I'll even go a step further and say, even if, if you're doing just one day before, you get yourself on like the earliest flight that you can. Because yes. we know that later flights get canceled, delayed, bumped, you know, so... Just, you don't want to miss your cruise. You don't want no. to miss your cruise over something as silly as a night in a Motel 6, if that's all it takes, you know? Right. All right. So next, this is, okay. So now all the like, what's the word? Administrative stuff has been taken care of. We've booked the cruise. We picked the stateroom. We got all our documents in order, made our pre-cruise arrangements for flight and hotel if necessary. The next thing is to start having some fun with it, right? So Disney Cruise Line has um, its own app called, it's, I guess it's the Disney Cruise Line Navigator app. And um, you'll want to download that to your smartphone. You'll need this for planning now, um, but mostly you'll need it aboard the ship. So it's nice to download ahead of time and get familiar with what you'll see on there. You'll see your room. What else will you see? And what else can you do with the Navigator app before you get on the ship? So you can't really do much before much. you get on the ship, but it's important that not only the person who's tr who's plan like the lead on this trip is downloading the Navigator app, everybody in your party who is going to be bringing a smartphone onto that ship needs to have the Navigator app on their phone. So that means for my family where I have older kids and everybody has a phone, um, everybody has their Navigator app and they all log into it. You don't really do much with the Navigator app prior to your sailing. It gives you a cute little countdown and you can open up your sailing and see your itinerary. But the real magic happens when you board the ship and you you connect to the Disney Cruise Line Wi-Fi. Um, and, and they have really good instructions with how to do that without having to pay for data. So don't worry about like if you're bringing your teens on the cruise, I know we all want our kids to to decompress and get off their electronics, but it's really, really helpful for my kids to have their devices on the cruise ship because uh, one of the things they can do is they can text us while they're on the ship. We don't have to worry about roaming charges or anything like that. You're on airplane mode, you're connected to Wi-Fi. But this way, when they go into their kids' clubs and my husband and I are you know, at our adults only dinner or in the quiet adult section of the pool, they can still get in touch with us because they can text us. 
Um, and then for my eight-year-old who does not have a phone, when we drop her off in the Oceaneer Club, the kids club, um, if she's ready to go and she wants to be picked up, then they can text us. The, the kids club can send us a text so that we can go and, and pick her up. So it really is important to, to have that app. Um, it's also going to be your itinerary for your vacation. You're going to be able to see all the cruise activities that are going on every day. There's a really cool feature where you can go through it with your family and, you know, highlight the ones that you're interested in. And then you'll get push notifications when those activities are coming up. Um, it'll tell you what else your, your dining rotation. It'll tell you that on your navigator app. It's Basically, if you've been on a cruise ship before, you get these little like itineraries that get sent to your stateroom the night before. It, it's any and all information on every single schedule you could need is on there. Um, and I will state like you were talking about like teenagers disconnecting. It's on airplane mode. You can put your yeah, phone on yeah. airplane mode and connect to the Wi-Fi. So you're not getting all the other stuff in. They may receive a few text messages here and there. We're seeing some slide through. But for the most part, they are disconnected. Um, yeah, they, so, my kids were not on Instagram and Snapchat, but they no. were on their phones because they were chatting with us and they were chatting with their friends, too. So, you know, there's a way to use the app to chat with the friends that they're meeting. And so they would chat during dinner, like, where do you want to meet up after dinner? It's just it's kind of great. It's a great feature, but it it definitely, like Lori said, and in the olden days with cruising, they used to slide an old school paper um, newsletter in your cabin every night to say what was going on the next day. This is the digital version of that that has replaced the paper copy. And I will say I miss the paper copy. I am <laughs> solely against this. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've tried so often to be like, I'm putting my phone in the safe. I don't want to see it. And I'm not doing this and I'm not doing their digital app. You can't, you got to do yeah. it. They force you to. It's how you see everything. It's how it. you know what time things are. Um, yeah, I don't mind it either. And like Jen said, like if you don't have the Wi-Fi package, nothing like it's you're you're not you you're not, you're not even tempted. I no. just like not even worrying about my phone. Like yeah, I would be, I in the when they would just have the paper copies. One of us would have our phone to take photos, and the other person would put the phone in the safe, and I wouldn't see it for however many days I was on that ship. Yeah, and it was lovely. I just well, away. But those days are over. I know so, it's, cool, it's fine, but yes, it is, a, it is a cool app. Um, you could also chat to guest services on there, which is super helpful. Instead of waiting down in line, I've had a lot of questions answered that way while I'm just sitting up on the pool deck, which is awesome. Can order um, service. Yes, um, and they do remind you of dining reservations if you make them and spa appointments and that. Um, we're, you know, instead of trying to write it down or remember what time and everything else. So that part you is can also, you can also view your cruise folio on the, on the app, which is really important because once you disconnect from the Wi-Fi and you get off the ship at the end of your vacation, all of that disappears. So it's really important before you disembark at the end of your cruise to go check your cruise folio and download it and so download that you it. can make sure that you can check all your charges. Yeah. I um, ignore it. When, or ignore it. So all of that is is great stuff that you can do with the Navigator app and actually bonus information because I really was just talking about the things that you can do before you get on the ship to plan because you can, in fact, no, it's great. You can, in fact, 
check-in. You can see the Port Adventures. Once your booking dates open up for online check-in and booking Port Adventures, it can all be done beforehand. So I think downloading the app before you go is, you know, not only just like to to have it and be familiar with it, but also it gets, it's exciting. You can like, I'm looking where we have a cruise coming up in what, when are we going girls? February. It should tell you how many days we have left until I know it was like 55 or something like that. Oh, 87 days, 11 hours, two minutes and 50 seconds in February. But it's, you know, so it's fun to look at like, you know, before, before your windows open up, you can see what the different offerings are um, in terms of like general stuff on the ship. But once your windows open up for booking, you can see all kinds of stuff and do all kinds of stuff. That leads me to our next tip, which is um, to pay attention to those dates for online check-in, activity booking, and final payment. And what's confusing, I think, for first-time cruisers is that these are not necessarily on the same day. Sometimes your final payment date will be after your online Mm -hmm. activity booking date. Um, It's been happening lately because they've pushed, even for first-time cruisers, they've pushed final payment back, right? Um, So... Your activity booking date will come before your final payment date sometimes, but you can't book activities till you've made your final payment. So just pay attention to those dates, know what it is that you need to do. And um, once you have that figured out, you can log in and begin booking, which is really fun. Yeah. And that's, that's a factor because some of those, some of those activities will book up. Like if you are constant, if, if you are interested in a cabana on Castaway Key, you're going to want to make sure that you can book that immediately. And even in that case, if, if you, if that's a priority for you, you better be staying concierge level on your cruise because that level gets priority. Right. It is. That's also something first time cruisers should know. There are levels to cruising on Disney cruise and like you're automatically enrolled in the castaway club when you book a cruise. But as a first time cruiser, which is what we're talking about right now, you are the last sort of of the group to get to do your online check in and your activity bookings because those start, um, you know, the earlier earlier dates get released for concierge level and for people who are, you know, Platinum. What a platinum castaway, and then it goes on down the list to silver. So I will say, don't lose hope if it's not yeah. there. Um, don't buy any regards. Um, take a look at what you want, keep it in the back of your head. Um, unlike I, I feel like with other things, a lot can happen when you're on the cruise ship. A lot of things can change while you're on there. You can make requests, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, definitely keep that date in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we said, I think the liquor tastings go out the quickest next, the port adventures, um, the adult only restaurants, um, you can't book a spa ahead of time. I know some people get confused with that one. Um, you have to do that once you're on the ship, um, and nursery times go pretty quick. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. So that was, that was right. That was one of the next um, things that I was going to mention that I think is really, really important for first-time cruisers to understand is that until your activity booking window opens, you actually can't see what is available for your specific itinerary. So there is a way to go into Disney Cruise Line's main website and find out what excursions 
may be offered for your itinerary. You can filter it down to the locations that you're going to and see what's usually offered at those ports if you're looking to book port excursions. Um, but you also have to know that they might not be available on your particular cruise, right? It's an expansive list and they pick a few. So in, in preparation, once you've you know decided, when, once you know what it is that you need to do for your online check-in and for your activity booking, you want to prioritize and come up with backups too, because something might not be available. So just familiarize yourself, have a good idea of what might be important, what might not be important and, and have some options because like I said, you can see what some of them are, but not um, you can't see which specific ones are gonna be on your cruise. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. It's All right. All right, so what else we got? We have set up character calls. Um, this is something that Disney does. I think it's a cute plus, um, where the characters can actually call ahead of time. Um, you know, give countdowns, say hello, get the kids excited. Um, I think it's a cute, a cute thing. I even done the character call for my mom. Um, it was her first Disney cruise. So I did one for her. Um, so it, it's, it's a cute thing. And you can set it up so that you know when it's going to come, right? Yes. Yeah, so you know at the time. Yeah, it's so cute. It's super cute. A great um, tip is to definitely for first-time cruisers join your Facebook group for your sailing. So yes. people set those up all the time. So if you're sailing on January twenty-seventh, then just go on Facebook and just type into the search bar Disney Cruise January twenty-seventh, and you'll find your Facebook group. And that Facebook group will be full of veteran cruisers who will have all sorts of advice and tips and tricks. But that's also going to be where you can get ideas of how to decor decorate your stateroom door and how to participate in extras like fish extenders and pixie dust and cruise duck hiding. All of those things we're going to talk about on an upcoming podcast. So, um, but join the Facebook groups because those can be very helpful. All right. So that covers planning, I guess, for your cruise, right? And before you go, now you got to pack. What do you bring? I think there's the obvious stuff, swimsuits, sunscreen. I mean, not for Alaska. You might not. Well, I guess you probably need that stuff. Um, all the stuff you take on your vacation. Plus, um, it's really important to bring a lanyard. Um, everyone in your party should have a lanyard, something they can wear around their necks with a little pouch so that they can put their cards in there because that's going to be your identity on the ship, your key, your everything, just, just like a magic band, if you will. But you got to wear it around your neck. So it is, it's just nice to have that so that, so that you don't have to keep looking for your cards. So make sure that you bring one of those. Yes. Um, for me, I always bring seasickness medication. <laughs> um, try, figure out what works for you. If you've never cruised before, it's a good it's a good idea to have a couple of options for you just in case. And you can find a lot of options over the counter. They make C bands, which are things that you wear on your wrist that are not medication, but more pressure point. Um, remedies, and they also have over the counter medication like Bonine or Dramamine. Pick a couple, bring them. If you don't have to use them, great. But if you do have to use them, you're going to be glad that you have them. And if you already know that you get motion sickness, then you can even talk to your physician about a prescription remedy for you. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of people find too that people that are prone to seasickness find that, that, you know, it's 
sometimes, unless there's eight foot swells or whatever's going on, that the ships, especially I think the wish um, is really quite stable. Um, the wish was, was incredibly stable. I felt like, all right. Another, I think important thing when you're going somewhere tropical is to bring an insulated refillable cup, um, water, soft drinks, all that stuff is included on a Disney cruise. There's, there's places where you can fill up out by the pool. They give you little paper cups, but what a pain to have to keep getting up. I love having my own bottle that I can just keep with me in my lounge chair. So, um, I don't like having to buy one when I get there because then I have 800 of them back in my house. Um, so bring one with you. It's, um, it's a really good idea. If you're going to Castaway Key, you might want water shoes. Um, some of, some of the beaches can be a little rocky in the Caribbean and, um, pack some cash for tipping. So you can prepay gratuities. That's for your stateroom, um, host for your servers and, and all of that staff. But I also, um, I also just like to have some cash on hand just in case for sort of random things, but most of it can be done cashless. If you prepay your gratuities, you can do it that way. Even if you order room service, which is included, you still get a paper where you can sign for a tip. So, um, however, I have called room service for silly things like wine glasses and a bottle opener, and they don't yeah. bring a paper. So I like to have a few dollars to for things like that. But for the most part, you really don't need it unless, of course, you want to give a little something extra. Yeah, I this was my first cruise that I forgot to bring cash for tipping, but we wound up being able to just add it to everything at the bars or at um, room service. So and I fine. will say, along with the tipping, they have taken off the ATMs. There's no ATMs on cruise ships anymore. So you yeah. cannot pull out cash. Um, yeah. It is so not necessarily tipping just for on the ship too. We did an excursion through Disney and we were not able to tip. I had no cash on me. There was no way for me to get cash. I felt horrible. I ended up, my kids brought their wallet with them. I ended up taking a 10 out of my kid's wallet um, to give to the excursion people because they do, we were in Mexico and they do expect some type of gratuity afterwards. Um, so please make sure that you grab that cash um, as the ATMs are completely off um, at that point. That's right. That's a really good point that I hadn't, I had forgotten about about excursions and getting off and, and for, yeah. for those places, you do need cash to tip there. Um, I think it's also really important um, for your first day to know this, know that um, you should bring anything that you want for the day, like bathing suits or whatever, pool shoes, whatever you want to freshen up for dinner, bring all of that with you in a carry on that you do not, that you have to schlep around with you all day until your stateroom is available because even when your stateroom is available you might not get your luggage until after dinner so just have all that available for whatever you need for the evening so that there's no surprises or disappointment or anything like that and what are some of the things that you can bring in your carry-on lori <laughs> no <laughs> You, the what Juliana is referring to is the alcohol policy. Disney Cruise Line is the only cruise line that allows you to bring alcohol on the ship, but you have to bring it in on your carry-on. You cannot put it in a suitcase and then have the suitcase go through their luggage. They will take it. 
Um, I don't understand why. I don't know why either. Maybe they're trying to keep people from doing it so they don't have to carry it around all day. I, you know what? It's dumb. I'm, I think I'm, if you have to carry it, you're you're going to stick to their rules because yeah. their rules are that you can't bring an unlimited amount right. of alcohol. Right. No, um, you can bring two bottles of wine per adult in a stateroom or a six pack of beer. Um, so you can, you do have to decide between the six pack of beer and the, and the wine. Um, but it is per adult. Um, it's per so, adult, which is pretty generous. Two bottles of wine per adult. If I'm on a four right. night cruise, like four bottles, people, um, if you're traveling with another adult, that's a lot of, that's a lot. Um, but keep in mind that you cannot drink that alcohol outside of your stateroom. If you bring it to dinner, they will charge you, um, a fee for an, an uncorking fee, certainly you can bring it in your insulated cup that you're bringing, but like you're really, it is frowned upon to drink it outside of your stateroom. You certainly bring your bring insulated cup, pour it in there. That's the reason you bring the insulated cup. I, I just like to have it in my room, like getting yeah. ready for dinner or just sitting yes. out on the, on the deck, you know, rather than have to get room service. And I was going to say know, that's not included. They give you wine glasses um, through room service. They will give you cork, uh, corkscrew. Cork, corkscrew to open it up. They will do whatever. Um, we brought it. If we've done the shows first, we fill the wine glass that they give you in the room, bring the wine glass with us, and we'll go sit and watch the show. We've done um, that too. We just haven't yeah. brought the whole bottle with us. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I have. I put it in my purse. Um, but of be discreet is all we're saying. That is a big purse. No, I mean, I think the biggest point is you do you. You do what you want to do with your alcohol. I don't think you're going to get in trouble. But if no. you do want to open one of your own bottles at a restaurant, they will charge you a corkage fee. And I will yes. say, sometimes it's worth, I think the corkage fee was like $15, $20. If you're bringing on a very expensive bottle, totally worth it. They will just charge the corkage. They will take it. They will open it. They will do whatever. Um, so we brought on an expensive bottle to celebrate something before, and it was completely worth it um, to pay the corkage fee. But yes, yeah. make sure it is on your carry on. Um, with this, you can actually bring on bottles of water. Um, you're able to. Um, you can bring it with you. Um, you do have to carry it on the ship. You can't drop it off with your luggage again. I don't understand. Whatever. Um, but you can bring it in. I've seen people literally somehow put a case of water on some type of wheelie thing and they just bring it on the ship. I'm not sure I follow know. that, though, because there's plenty of water on the ship and I don't have to pay for it. I don't drink water on the ship other than in a bottle. Really? No, it all tastes weird. Okay. I know. Well, there, know. there's another thing for first time cruisers. The water tastes weird. All right. So you have planned and you have packed and now you're aboard. I think the first thing you need to do is check that nav app immediately for any added activities to book because you might not have gotten something that you wanted. Um, like Lori said, those liquor tastings go fast. Those cocktail classes go fast. Specialty dining goes really fast. But guess Royal what? Gathering, gatherings go fast as mm -hmm. well, which is where you can meet all the princesses in one spot. But but there's almost always available. None of yes. us can talk today. There's almost always extra availability that wasn't available ahead of time as soon as you get on the ship. You can go to guest services, but I think it's just easier to either get on that nav app and look or open the chat. I've actually been able to get them to book things for me via the chat. Is this available? And they can do it quicker. Um, so don't despair if you don't get what you want, if you're, you know, because you are a first time cruiser. Um, and your booking will be later, but um, 
they come, they, they, there's stuff. So as soon as you get on that ship, if there's any disappointment in your life, if you didn't get the seating that you wanted, ask, chances are something will, will be fixed for you. Um, most people will go eat right away as soon as they get on the ship. So if you are not famished, don't go eat right away. You can avoid I the crowds my that children. way. Before mm -hmm. lunch, I Me don't want to eat breakfast. Me too. Because you're like, why? Because it's free on the ship. Because it's free on the ship. I've already paid for it. I'm not. Amen, paying for brother. You have to stay in a hotel that includes breakfast. No, I still, out of purpose, I would be like, no. Here's a banana. Get your butt on the ship. See, Amen. so first time I'm cruisers, that's the mentality of ninety percent of the people. So if you want to be with the masses, you do what Jen and Lori does. If you are first time, it's cruiser. not even the masses. We've never had a problem finding a table. We've never had a problem with no. lines. And it's honestly, it's no. There's plenty of room on the ships for everybody to eat at the exact same time. It's more about the fact that at that time, I really like to go check out the ship. I like to do like a recon lap of the ship. There's nobody about. You can you can check out every place. There's I have a problem. Houses. I have a problem with your once aboard list. Oh, okay. Well, next time you write the podcast. No, number one should he get a drink? Oh, oh shoot! You are right. Next time see, you should write the podcast. I have a problem. Right. Like I'm like I'm sitting there going food. Nam. I'm like no. Back up. Where's yeah, the drink? Drink. Yeah. No, right. She's right about she's that. Right. Once aboard. Find a yummy drink. Are the but then once you have your drink. You uh, yeah, go up to the pool deck. Stay there. Yeah. The pool deck bars are open, but none of the other ones are open. Um, The ones in the atrium lobby from on the Wish, they were open. Um, Like the atrium one. But yeah, you need to, before you get to the buffet, which will be on the pool deck, get a drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, Move so um, yeah. Anyway, I do like to do recon on with a drink. With a drink, I'll get a drink. Then we'll go do recon. The okay. this is a good time to take your kids if you're bringing your kids down to the kids club so they can see them, and then maybe the next day they'll feel a lot more comfortable going on their own yeah. because they're open. You can tour them. It's the only time you're allowed. Um, I also um, really, really. Oh, another thing is if you if you are hungry and you want to eat. Um, Maybe go to one of the table service restaurants because there, there's there's one that's open, right, so that you can have lunch instead of going up to the buffet. Although I will say the buffet is kind of nice. Not a buffet person, but these ship this the Disney ship buffets are pretty nice. They're good. They're, They're good. good. Lots of options. Here's my yes. must, my absolute must for me because I love a massage. Stop by the spa. They have an open house as well. You can walk through, see if it's to your liking, and they have embarkation day specials. So if you don't, if you really want some kind of treatment, but you don't want to, you know, pay the pretty penny that it can cost, they offer something that if you, if you do it right then on embarkation day, they'll give you a big discount because most people aren't going to the spa as soon as they get on the ship. So they're trying to fill it up and you can get some really great deals. I think when we were on the fantasy Jen, right? We were not on the fantasy. We were on the dream, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Gosh darn it. When we they were, were having some great discounts for embarkation day, you were I was correct, glad she Lisa. wasn't like when Lori and I were on <laughs> when Lori and I were on the magic that. together. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they, I think it was like 
$75, which is a lot of money, but it was $75 for like a 30 minute back massage, a pedicure and manicure or something. It was like, it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was a pretty crazy deal. But so you can it, also book spa um, treatments for the other days, which is great. Mm -hmm. And if that's something that's a priority to you, like if you want to get a massage on Castaway Key, you're going to want to go there early and make sure that you get the time slot that you want. Or another one is if your cruise itinerary has any days at sea, yeah, those okay. are really popular as well. So you're going to want to make sure that you get to the spa and make that appointment early on your embarkation day. I would say usually when I get on the ship, I have a checklist. I have a checklist of either check. You can also, which we haven't mentioned, which we will for dining, rotational dining, you can change it. Yeah. So this is, I've done this the last four times where I've had to go speak to dining and I get it changed. Um, I did this the last time because of my conversation with you. Yeah. Actually, Again, though, yeah. Can you do this on the chat via the app or no, do you have no. to go? The rotation you need to go, you ask um, where they're set up. They're usually in front of one of the three restaurants. You need to go find out where they're at and you just go down and chat with them. They can change everything. They were doing it actually at guest services on the magic. Okay. And then we wound up not going there right away. And then by the time we got down there, they weren't doing it. And so they had us go talk to the, um, the host at our first restaurant and he was able yes. to do it for us. So yeah, it's, it's basically a checklist. Do you like your dining time? Do you like what rotation you're doing? Do you need to change any of this? Do you need to go add nursery times, go talk to the nursery, get the nursery times added once you're on board. Get your spa appointments booked. Basically, make sure the trip is set up how you want it set up. And this is the time to do it. It's the time once you get on to get it done before other people get on and other people start making changes. Um, this is we've talked to Port Adventures right away. If we yeah. had questions, if we had changes to see if there was any openings, it's getting on those wait lists as soon as possible. Um, and that is when you get it done is right when you get on. Cause then you can go relax and then, and, and again, then go do your lunch and do yeah, your tour. Again, it's much easier to do all yeah. this checklist with a drink in hand. Yes. So on that note, do we have a mask a tip? We do. So online check-in opens up at midnight Eastern on your date. Um, we advise logging in at that time, not only to improve your chances of getting the excursions and, and activities that you want, but also you will be assigned the earliest possible port arrival time. DCL staggers guests arrival to the port to make the embarkation process seamless. The earlier your port adventure time is, the earlier you get to arrive at the port and get on the ship and begin exploring and make all those lovely activities that we mentioned. Um, so, as you know, you'll be able to arrive at port early because you are following our number one tip and arrive the day before. So just make sure you get on there at midnight. Um, it is Eastern, which thank God central standards with me finally get a break in the stupid Eastern central <laughs> sign because we get to do it at 11, um, which is not that bad. Um, so yes, make sure you're on, you get to click in right away. Um, and again, don't get frustrated if you are a first time cruiser and there isn't much left again, like we've said, talk to them once you get on the ship, a lot of things open up at that point. So one thing we didn't mention too, I'll put this in as a tip when you're making these reservations, you do not need to prepay for any of these reservations. You are basically making a reservation. So if you are in between two liquor tastings, you don't know which one to pick Maybe grab both of them until you decide. Maybe you'll end up doing both of them. But that's why there's um, 
that's why there's all this open availability once you get Correct. on the ship, because a lot of people are doing that. They're deciding which one they want to keep and which one they want to drop. And then the one that they drop now becomes up for grabs for people like you. Correct. And I will say Disney Cruise Line is also one of the only cruise lines that does not pre-charge you for port adventures. Yeah. Um, this is a big point. Um, that's why their port adventures do move around. We were we couldn't get on one and then we showed up and they were able to put people on because people had canceled. It is a 24 hour cancellation policy. So keep checking back, get on those wait lists, talk to guest services. Um, but yes, you will not be charged at the time of booking. Great tips. Well, Mouska friends, there you have it. Our best advice for first time cruisers with Disney Cruise Line. Did we clear up any confusion for you? We hope so. We would love to hear from you and we welcome you to join our community conversations over on Facebook at Mouska Moms Podcast to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Ahoy! <laughs> now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Because we like you.